in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus, you were there in the beginning. Everything was made through you. Nothing was made without you. You built all this, all that we see, hear, taste, touch, smell. You handcrafted and blessed. And then the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. You became flesh and made your dwelling among us. You built it and then we broke it. So then you entered it and transformed it. And isn't that then what you kept on doing, building and entering? Raised as a carpenter or maybe a stonemason, history isn't crystal clear, but either way, you were probably building houses or furnishing living spaces, and then after you'd built them, you entered them. Your hands fashioning tables for customers who needed, say, a dining room set, and then eating at those tables with people who needed love underestimated people who groaned to be dignified, trampled people who groaned for justice, overestimated pious people who needed to be shown up close across their own table that love washes feet. Your hands passing bread and wine across the table to guilty people who groaned for forgiveness. Everyday people longing with all creation to be transformed. To think of your hands fashioning beds that you would soon stand next to to touch the sick and raise the dead. Your hands framing doors that led to living spaces that you would make your dwelling places. Jesus, it's in your nature to build and enter. You said that you came to seek and to save the lost. And your seeking led you all the way up to front doors and all the way into messy homes and even messier stories. So compelled to enter that when you saw the crooked tax collector, you said, Zacchaeus, come quickly. I must stay at your house today. It's in your nature to build, enter, and transform. Then one night in a dining room around a table with your closest friends, you declared that even after leaving this earth, you'd still be in business building living spaces. You said it like this, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And then you did it. Shortly after, our sins built you a cursed throne with wood and nails, a place to die. You rose and ascended and began preparing for us a place in the Father's house, a place to live eternally, where we long, we groan to be. And even now, from that heavenly place, I can hear you say, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone would hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. 
Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's in your nature to build and enter and transform. And I always thought that this was so nice as a metaphor. You standing and knocking at the spiritual, invisible door of my heart. And I'm sure it means that too. But now that I'm thinking of all the physical doors that you knocked on, and all that you walked through, and all the tables that you feasted at, I'm starting to think that maybe you're talking about my real door. The one where the numbers for my address hang. The table I sit at a few times each day. I'm starting to think you're knocking on that door, and Jesus, I want you to come in. I'm ready for a feast. I'm ready for you to meet me where I'm actually at, where I actually live. So come quickly and come right in while I don't have time to hide the laundry or clean the dishes, while life is still confusing, while I still long for the divine eye contact that imparts courage, where I still need someone to teach me up close across my table what love looks like, where my body needs healing, where someone I love needs your touch, where I long and groan to taste forgiveness. Oh, great revelation made flesh come right in. Jesus, if you're knocking on this door, the real door into my real life, I'm ready for you to enter and transform. Isn't that the beautiful message of Christmas? That that's what God did from heaven to earth, and not just landing on our home planet, but then walking into our homes, getting to know our stories, no matter how messy they are, no matter what past we're dragging with us. Jesus was so undeterred by that that he was willing for people to keep pointing at him and saying, look, he eats with sinners. He's like, yes, because it's the sick that needs a doctor. That's why we put lights on our houses. And the stores are full of Christmas songs. It should be at least, why? It's the meaning of Christmas that God would enter our world and enter our life and show that he cares about us and that he's interested in us. While we sing the next couple songs, would you think about your real life? The part where you eat your breakfast or drive in your car, go to work, and think, is there any part that you thought was too messy for Jesus to enter? Or maybe just too mundane or boring for Jesus to really show up? Because it's in his nature to do that. It's in his nature to show up right where we really live. So as we sing a few songs, meditate on that truth. That it's in God's nature to build, to enter, and to transform. Let's sing.